We have another version of Nick's thoughts today. This one's going to be just as explosive as a rant as the last few, and probably equally as stupid. But once again, Formula One therapy is for me and not for you. So I need to talk about all the things that are on my mind. And hopefully you like them. And we hope you support this broadcast, and I hope you like this show, and I can do more content if you do. So today, I'm talking about something that's been in the news for the past year, but we're gonna, I'm going to finally weigh in on it, because I think I have a slightly different take than most. And it's the title fights, and not the good ones. The, one that, the ones that Formula One have been bringing into, into view, because there's simply no title fights on, on the track. There's now title fights outside in the lawyer's room, in the, in the ju- judicial rooms of Europe and of Formula One. I'm talking, of course, about the three major ones that they're trying to reverse or turn over. And it's Felipe Massa versus Lewis Hamilton, 2008. Lewis Hamilton versus uh, Max Verstappen, 2021. And most egregiously, Damon Hill and Michael Schumacher, 1994. And I think all three as you will learn throughout this podcast, which will be relatively shorter than most, because this rant is pretty straightforward. You, you'll find like that I will say that all three are nonsense in their own ways, some less than others. But we'll start with Hamilton versus Massa. Now, out of all three of them, that one has the most legal basis, I guess you could say, or at least the one that has, is the most provable or is the most correct. Felipe Massa did lose a title illegally, you could argue. He did deserve 2008. For a number uh, of reasons, he was definitely, I think, the better driver of the two. He was more consistent. And as everybody knows, in Singapore, Nelson Piquet Jr. goes and crashes into the wall on a straightaway and creates a safety car situation where Renault can pit Fernando Alonso early and put him out into the lead in the safety car and get essentially a free pit stop so that he can help win the race, which he did. And Felipe Massa, who was leading, I believe either pit beforehand for the safety car and was put way back into the grid and never recovered. And considering he lost the championship by one point, I think it's completely fair to say that he probably would have won that title if that never happened. But why am I saying that it's nonsense, that it's something he shouldn't go after. It's because this is now 15 years on, about to be 16 years. And I think at some level, it, it, the you don't have, like, it's called statute of limitations for a reason, right? Why didn't you go after this 5, 10 years ago? If you knew all this 5, 10 years ago, which I believe it came out in 2010 or 2011, even or even 2009, for that matter, can't remember the exact date it came out, but if you knew it then, why didn't you challenge it then? Did you not have the standing for it? Did you not have the legal basis for it? Was it did it seem ridiculous? Did it seem like it would break the very fabric of Formula One? Because if all those things are true, they're the same now. It's the exact same situation now. So to, to go after this now makes no sense. But if it made no sense then, don't do it now. Don't do it now because now it's 15 years on. Now there's less of a reason to do it. Now there's less excuses 
to go after it. And I just feel like, in, in a sense, you're, you're just acting like a sore loser. You're acting like someone who said, I didn't win, but the more we look at it, I think we should change it over in the courts. Because all said and done, yeah, you did everything you need to do in Brazil, but so did Hamilton. Wouldn't you want to win that on the track? Wouldn't it make more sense for you to win on the track? Yeah, there was some egregious nonsense. Yeah, there was a lot of propaganda. And I also think, too, if you if you look at the way the camera angles were in that Brazil 2008 and how they constantly had Nicole Scherzinger acting up Lewis Hamilton winning and and, ju- and just sort of making it a spectacle, you can maybe argue that Hamilton was going to finish sixth and then maybe Timo Glock, you know, pulled over for the good of the league because suddenly he's slow even though out of nowhere even though he was holding a, a fourth place up until the last two laps how did you suddenly on the last lap lose everything just because the track was a little bit wet how did you how were how were you not slow the lap before which you weren't it's suddenly on the last lap he falls apart i, I, I don't know it just that whole thing seemed egregious and ridiculous to me and this may shock you to know that I was actually a decent Lewis Hamilton fan back in the day. I actually I actually really liked what he was doing. He had a great attitude coming into Formula 1. He said, I don't care what you think of me or the color of my skin. I want to win on the track. And he was this young, hot, uh, young, like, young gun, this hothead, very strong will, just came in and just exceeded all expectations. And he was very exciting to watch, and he was very, like, aggressive, very, like very strong-willed, didn't let a lot of things shake him back then. None of that is true now. So to see him, to see what he's become now is kind of disappointing as someone who, even though I cheered for Ferrari, even though I cheered for Massa to win, it was still a great thing to watch. And to be honest, I feel like right now he should get that attitude back if he ever wants to get to the top again, but... I think he's too deep in the poor me, poor look at the color of my skin, don't don't judge the content of my character type of human being. And I think we're going to get that into get into that in maybe other podcasts, not this one. But yeah, so there was there was a lot of nonsense in that title fight. But ultimately, I think Hamilton did enough to win it. And as much as I may think Felipe Massa deserved it, sometimes that's not how it works. Sometimes the guy who, who wins is not necessarily the one who deserves it the most. That's, that's good. That's important in any sport. That's true in any sport. The reason I think Massa is, is going after this now is because he sees the egregiousness, not egregiousness, I should say, but the, the controversy from 2021. And he, I think he now has an ally in Hamilton. Whereas where Hamilton would gladly, I think, give up that 2008 title to get the 2021 title, which makes no no logical sense, which is seems really stupid. But I think that's what Massa's, Massa's calculus is. He says, okay, if Lewis is going to challenge that, maybe I'll challenge 2008 first to get him going and show that it's done in the courts. And and thankfully... That's not being that's not being done. Now, thankfully, there are no one's really pursuing it. Thankfully, a lot of people are saying there's no real case, because once again, it's 15 years on. There's a lot of hearsay. There's a lot of speculation. Like I said, the 2008 is the most cut and dry one. If Massa were to challenge it, I still think he would lose. 
I still think you can't decide the things after. These were the rules then. These are the things that happen now. Yeah, there was a case of documented cheating, but maybe you just null and void the race. You just null and void the result. You say that that result was corrupted, but hey, the the totals stay the same. Because if you go and you pick and choose individual championships based on on uh, false races or or um, races that were cheated, and I think they would probably have to go look through many, many more races. And you destroy the integrity of the league in that sense. So all to give one guy a title that which he never challenged early on. Like if this title, if this case was coming out and we were in the year 2011, I would completely say, yes, overturn it. Cut this, cut this out now, cut this, cut this cancer out now, punish the people who deserve it now, which by the way, they did to Flavio Briatore back then. They did cut out the cancer then. So a lot of it was already dealt with. So I think him going after that is a way to signal to Hamilton, hey, if you want your 2021 title, you you should you should help me get my 2008 title. And I wonder if Lewis Hamilton would really do that all said and done. I, I think he would. I think he's that vindictive to Max Verstappen that he would do something like that. But that's just my opinion. And I've already outlined my thoughts on 2008. Yes, there was cheating. Yes, probably Massa in a just world or in a perfect world would probably have the title. But it's too late now. It's too late now. Let's not pick it. Let's not go back into history and nitpick certain things and reevaluate them based on information we have now. It's too late. If you didn't challenge it then, it means there wasn't a case then. Even with them showing the Flavio Briatore emails between him, Alonzo, and MPK. Even if you didn't do it then. And you should have done it then. Now it's too late. And now I don't think you really change anything in Formula One. You just sort of say, you give the FIA more power to pick and choose who they want to win. Because they can turn around, one in the future, and someone who they don't like wins, and they can say, well, here's a case of cheating, potentially. The the title's null and void. Oh, we're going to give it to somebody else. I feel like you open that door. You give more dictatorial powers to the FIA. Which, had you have done it then, you gave no power to the FIA because you showed a documented legal case that they could have gone after. They could have said, okay, it's happened very recently. This is recently in our minds. Sometimes the courts take a while, maybe like by 2011, like I said. All right, so let's turn it over now. Let's cut this out now. Let's cut this cancer now and move on. But going back now, I think the only people who'd be interested are people who are interested in power. So even though I think that's the most cut and dry one, the one that probably deserves to be overturned the most, I don't think you do it. 2021 has no business being overturned. Because what happened essentially, and my my partner will probably talk about this at some point in our podcast, is there were some rules in place in 2021 that said in this instance, the technical director, the FIA technical director, has the right to interpret the rules in a way that can make it a more viable for racing. And I'm probably butchering the exact term or the exact rules, and Sean will get into it one day, I imagine. But <clears throat> Michael Massey had the power in that moment to interpret the rules in the way where he said, okay, let's just 
keep the race at the front and let the ones in the back not unlap themselves to save as much time as possible. And Sean talks about this a lot too, where he says, where he says that for years they wanted more and more racing. They wanted more and more races won on the track. Okay, well, this is how we're going to do it then. There's a safety car situation. There's five laps or six laps left or something. Not all of you can unlap each other before the end of the laps with the safety car. In. We're not red flagging the race. This isn't a red flag worthy incident. So we're not going to red flag the race just for one person, Lewis Hamilton, to make it easier for Lewis Hamilton. We're going to get the safety car out. We're going to we're going to let certain cars unlap each other, uh, unlap the top to get out of their way. And we're going to have a clear and concise shootout between one versus two. Red Bull saw that coming, potentially, and pitted. Mercedes didn't. That's it. There was no case of cheating. There was no case of, of a screw job. There was no trying to win the championship for Max Verstappen. As, as, as Hamilton sees it, they weren't trying to undermine him. No, Mercedes didn't pit. And by the way, had you have pitted at any point in time, you probably still would have been second and probably still could have passed Max on that last lap. And then you may have had a, a more egregious case or a more con concise case to go after him because I imagine if Max had the lead going to that last lap with equal tires, he probably would have ran you off the road at some point. And that's just facts. And then you probably could have gone to the courts right away and said, you know what? This is my title. But I think Lewis Hamilton opens up a can of worms with that because someone like me would look at the 2021 season and see all the luck he got, all the lack of disqualifications he got, all of the, quite frankly, egregious cases of Mercedes destroying Red Bull races, um, the one, one being Hungary, where Bottas just slams into the back of Norris and knocks out the other two Red Bulls and basically gives Lewis Hamilton a chance at the win, which he didn't end up getting. By the way, Sebastian Vettel gets disqualified at the end of that race. Instead of finishing second, Hamilton gets an extra, what is it, three or four points? Kind of ridiculous. And, and so that's one example like you can't really penalize mercedes in that moment but you can say like well there was your luck lewis hamilton if you think you got screwed or got unlucky in the final race you were given a lot of luck to be in that championship fight to begin with you were down almost 40 points going into silverstone and max verstappen was probably going to win that race again until you ran him off the road don't forget that you got some really good luck only getting a 10 second penalty i think you should have been disqualified because it's pretty clear looking at your camera, the only the all you did, you knew not to break. You went right into him, ran him off the road and said he turned into me. And then next year, your teammate does the same thing to Carlos Sainz at Coda and gets a penalty. And it was on a much slower corner. It wasn't, and there was just a quick spin. Carlos Sainz doesn't almost die like Max Verstappen does. So in that moment, the penalty needs to apply be applied to the severity, severity of the situation. You should have been disqualified. Or at a bare minimum, given a 10-place grid penalty for the next race, which you weren't. Because Verstappen did less to you in Brazil and got a three-place grid penalty. And he, he like essentially defended his position, I think correctly, in Brazil. 
You guys both went off wide. Nobody crashed. Nobody got harmed. And Verstappen gets a three-place grid penalty the next race. In that same Saudi Arabia race, you hit him from the back, and then he gets a penalty. Because apparently he was supposed to give a place back to you, which wasn't really clear as to why. Which, once again, the FIA was working in your favor pretty clearly. And then when he slows down to let you pass, you smack into the back of him because you don't know you're supposed to. And then you say, oh, he brake tested me. He gets a 10-second penalty for that, even though you hit him from behind. That's a lot of luck going your way. There are a lot of instances in that season where you got luck going your way. So just because in this one instance, they interpret the rules a little bit out of your favor, a little bit, you still could have pit. You deserve an, an entire title for that? No. You should have lost all your points, 25 points at Silverstone. Max Verstappen wins the title. That alone. That alone. He Max also got a three-place grip penalty, I think, for the Monza crash too. They did everything they could to give you that title and you still blew it because they interpreted one rule incorrectly in your favor. Not even incorrectly, just out of your favor. Oh. Yeah, the more I, th- I talk about 2021, the more I remember how just nonsensical it was. Let's also remember, and Sean and I will talk about this in another podcast, how did, your, how did the Mercedes engine that was changed before Brazil suddenly become a second faster? You're half a sec- second slower than Verstappen every qualifying almost every qualifying, you barely got any poles in the second half of the season. Or in, and even in the first half, too. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, you're a second faster. You're half a second faster than him in every qualifying in the last four races. Way faster than everybody else. You charge from the back in Brazil with an extra 17 laps in the sprint race, keep in mind. It wasn't actually a charge from the back. He wouldn't have won if he started in the back, but because he was given an extra 17 laps... He was able to go from 20th to 8th and then start the race in 8th. So 8th to 1st is nothing spectacular. Max did 14th to 1st at Spa in 2022. But even still, it's like, how were you so much faster without them being investigated? Ferrari lost three seasons for being three tenths faster in 2019. They, They stripped that Ferrari up and down and found that I think it was like a a way of dealing with the fuel. They were able to, to convert fuel illegally or what was end, end up being deemed to be illegal. Benotto gives a mealy-mouthed answer in the 2020 drive to survive. But even still, okay, it's illegal. It's The Ferrari deserved it. Where's the investigation on Mercedes? FIA is asked after Red Bull looks into it and they say, oh yeah, we looked into it, it's fine. Based on what? There was never a thorough report given. I think Verstappen was about to win clearly, and Mercedes pulled the gambit, and the FIA said, "Fine, we'll make the we'll make this one of the most exciting seasons even more interesting." Part of me thinks Abu Dhabi 2021 was fixed. I'm not arguing for Lewis Hamilton here. I'm just saying it's quite the spectacle. It's quite the talking point. Everybody talks about it, and it got a lot of people back into Formula One. I can't. I can't prove it, but I can imagine Formula One had a hand in some of it. But time will tell with that. And last but not least, I've been hearing some rumblings, and it's just a few articles here and there, but the fact that there's even one is making me really sick. And it's the 1994 
title being Michael, being Damon Hills and not Michael Schumacher's. And this one, this one gets on my, on my last fucking nerve. Because the base claim is from Damon Hill saying, I think Michael drove into me in Australia after Michael went off the road. Michael was beating him, by the way, by three seconds until he drove off the road by himself, made his own mistake. But he was beating him again. In almost every race that Michael was in, he beat Damon Hill. I think it's one or two races where Michael finished that Damon Hill beat him. Michael Schumacher had an average finishing position of 1.2. 1.2. You want to guess Max Verstappen's in the 2023 season? 1.27. He won by 300 some odd points. 290 points, sorry. Over Sergio Perez. So the idea of Michael Schumacher, just based on that alone, not deserving the title is complete nonsense. Also, if you look at the incident between Hill and Schumacher, and once again, they're going into the final race, just separated by one point from Michael. So if Damon doesn't finish, Michael wins. But if you look at the incident, Schumacher's ahead going to that corner after he spins off, he gets back on the road. Hill has a look on the inside, tries to dive bomb, Schumacher takes his line, and and Hill hits the inside of Schumacher. Hill thinks Schumacher hit the outside of him, which is nonsense because Hill shouldn't have died bombed and had a look if he didn't have a clear path. And by the way, you hit Michael off the road from from not a, a, in a, not the front position. You were not in the lead. You were not ahead of him. Right there, that's a penalty for you. If you look at it, and Sean and I have looked at it and we've hashed it out, it is just a racing incident. Hill tries to take a look on the inside. Michael takes his line. They run into each other. Michael's out of the race. He could have lost if Hill finished. But Hill couldn't finish and claimed that because Michael hit him on purpose, there's suspension damage, and that's why I had to, I had the DNF. For all the reasons I already outlined, no. No, it's pretty clear you, he did not deliberately do it based on his cockpit, based on what we see on the racing line. He cleared his tire. He's even said so in the Schumacher documentary. They show an interview with him. He said, no, I'm just cleaning off my tires, go to take the turn. Next thing I know, I'm in the wall. Didn't deliberately try and hit you. You made that rumor, Damon Hill, because you're a sore loser. You felt you deserved to win. You felt you were better than Schumacher. And then let's remind everybody that in 95, he beat you by 32 points in a time where you only beat your second place competitor by four. So he crushed you in eight some odd races on top of the races he or he didn't finish first. So you you weren't not in any way deserving of the of the of the title because the next year shows how bad you lost with the same two cars. Same 16 races. That alone should put it. Now, I'm not adding one aspect to 94 which is that Schumacher was given a black flag in one of the early races for something wrong with his car. I think they, the FIA investigated them for traction control in Benetton, and they were cleared. However, they were given the black flag that race, and, and Benetton said to Michael, ignore it. We're going to win this in the courts. We have a cut-and-dry case here. We don't have the legal traction control. Ignore the black flag. Schumacher ignores the black flag, goes on to win the race. 
gets disqualified for ignoring a black flag. Benetton is cleared. Schumacher's fine. Benetton's fine. Right? Should be the end of that. No. Michael was already running away with that title, and Senna had recently died as well. There was clearly not going to be a title fight. So the FIA reopens the investigation, says, okay, even though there's no problem with their traction control, Michael's going to be disqualified in extra two races because we didn't feel the punishment was enough. That's complete bullshit right there. No way should he be disqualified another two races just because you think so, when there's no clear-cut rules for that, eh? And just because you don't, you don't, it's clear you want another title fight going on for the viewers. Because you already dealt with the situation. It's basically double jeopardy, what they did. They said, okay, here's a fine, here's your punishment, you just disqualified from that race. But you know what? On top of that, we're going to charge you again for the same crime and banish you another two races. So three, 30 points Michael lost right there, potentially. Because it's pretty obvious he was going to win those two races. So right there alone, it's not one point going into the final race. It's 31 points going into the final race, Damon Hill. On top of that, he was disqualified again for a, a thin plank, the undercarriage of the, of the car, in Belgium, a race he won again. So he loses another 10 points. So potentially he was going to beat Damon Hill by 41 points that year. And now that happens. It happened to Hamilton and Leclerc in Coda 2023. So it's not like it's completely egregious biased against Michael Schumacher. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying there were so many instances where Damon Hill was given a chance to be in that title fight. And then he makes a mistake in Australia and blames Michael Schumacher for it. When Michael Schumacher was beating him by three seconds. If he didn't, Michael didn't go off the road through his own mistake. He wins that race by three, four seconds, maybe more. So the idea that Damon Hill had any business to claim that title just because he thinks Michael ran into him. He thinks, you know, if I was in that position, I would have done the same thing. No, that's not a legal basis for anything. And just because you think you deserve it, you shouldn't go back in time. What is it now? Almost 30 years to take a title away from somebody who's in a coma, by the way. Where was the legal basis for this 15 years ago? You didn't have it. But you wait for the guy to be a vegetable, and then you go after him. Great. You have great integrity, Damon Hill. You sit there and spread a rumor for 30 years. It's wrong. And then then the second the guy's in a coma, hey, you know what? Since everybody else is uh, is, is uh, asking for their titles back from the past, why not give me mine too that you didn't deserve under, under, under every legal basis, under every logical basis, you didn't deserve it. Should have lost that title by 41 points if, if, if anything was just. But the FIA went out of their way to go after Benetton, partly because Senna, before he died, thought that Michael and Benetton were cheating. He had no basis for that once again. But Senna, Dennis had more pull at the time than a young German driver who hadn't won anything, and Ross Braun. So they tried to ruin their reputation instead of beating them on the track. And I feel bad for Senna. Senna is one of my favorite drivers, one of the best drivers of all time. I, I look up to him in a lot of things he says, but he was wrong about that. Michael might have just been better than him at, at that particular moment. Senna was at the end of his career. 
Michael was rising. I think Senna was just a little upset that he was losing. So yeah, I've hashed this out. Let's cut it out with all these title fights, okay? These title fights in the courtroom. And I hope this verbal diarrhea was a little bit more ingestible. Or a little bit more presentable. Nobody wants to eat shit, but... If you're a regular listener listener of this podcast, you might have to from time to time with all the bullshit that comes out of my mouth. And I think... uh, I think I have it on the record now that I think... Out of all the three of them, Massa probably deserves his. But too late. Hamilton has no business asking for 2021. And Damon Hill should be put in jail for asking for 94. I don't think it's him. But I think it's other British commentators around him who, seeing, uh, seeing blood in the water, are acting like crazy sharks trying to, trying to get their feast of their own. But there's no basis for it. So let's cut it out. As always, this therapy is for me, not for you. So I don't care what you think. But I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, I'll have some more talks in the future about other things that are going around. Hopefully my partner will join us soon. Have a good day, everybody.